Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misik is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Hackers are after your business data. I can help. I am Vi, the virtual intelligence assistant at Virtual Armor. Virtual Armor, partnered with Juniper Networks, provides cybersecurity services and end-to-end solutions to keep what's yours, yours. Defend yourself with managed firewall and managed SIM essential core services that are economical and efficient. Virtual Armor goes beyond just initial alerting to provide a thorough report on threats, vulnerabilities, and results. Let me help protect you. Contact me at JustAskVi. That's vi.com. News Talk 1110-993-WBT and Radio.com. Good morning. I'm Bo Thompson on this special Saturday morning edition of WBT's Morning News, a special hour here of coronavirus update information. I wanted to get on the air here with you in the Charlotte and Mecklenburg area and all across the WBT listening area and WBT.com and update you as best we can on things happening as it relates to COVID-19 and the crisis that is all across the country and the world. And what better way to do that to begin? Uh, We're going to go to the WBT hotline and bring on uh, our panel of reporters who have been following this story. In fact, Brett Jensen uh, joins me now along with Mark Garrison. We're going to bring Joe Gillespie into this mix in just one moment. Mark Garrison, uh, good morning. I I was talking to you moments before we started on the air here, and uh, you are uh, up near Concord Mills Mall, and I'm wondering, uh, is it the rustling, bustling Concord Mills Mall environment that you would normally expect on a Saturday morning? Uh, Hi, Bo. Good morning. No, it is not. In fact, uh, when I pulled in there, uh, I was pretty surprised at all of the empty parking spaces. There are some people there, and there are more cars coming in. But for a Saturday morning, the crowd is way off. I talked to one shopper who was uh, headed into Bass Pro Shop who said he wasn't worried. He had shopping to do. (laughs) But uh, he said, yeah, I'm surprised at how few people there are here. On the other hand, since you and I chatted off here a few minutes ago, I came across the streets of the Walmart, and uh, it is much busier. Uh, Obviously, we know there's been a run on grocery stores, and so the Walmarts and the grocery stores are busy. But uh, if you want to go to the mall, you will not have trouble finding a good parking spot this morning. That's Mark Garrison joining us right now live on WBT. I want to switch over to Brett Jensen uh, for a moment here on this Saturday morning. Brett, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. Where are you, and uh, what's going on from your standpoint this morning? Well, um, as has been the case the last couple of days, I've decided to just hang out at Harris Cedar and just see what's going on there. Um, you know, uh, you know. Here we are, Saturday, Thursday night by four o'clock. The biggest Harris Cedar in Charlotte was completely packed, as there was a mad dash for not just cleaning supplies, just food or whatever, in case people were fearful that they were going to be quarantined for two, three weeks, or even a month. And so I went again yesterday morning. It was just as packed. You can't find a parking spot at the Harris Theater in Moorcroft. Lines, each line was 10 and 12 people deep, uh, just waiting to check out. And then, of course, we know now, you know, the same thing is going on today. And I should note for a public service out there for people who don't know, Harris Teeter 
has announced that it will start closing its stores effective tomorrow night at 9 p.m. to do a deep clean and restock. I think we lost Brett there for a second. Brett, you there? All right, we'll come back to Brett with that uh, information on Harris Teeter. Let's go to Joe Gillespie, who is on line one right now. Joe has been uh, essentially our uh, our czar of the of the press conferences over the last several days. Uh, we've had Governor Cooper uh, both in North Carolina and uh, both in Raleigh and in Charlotte uh, with updates. Uh, we've had, uh, of course, the, the daily uh, Mecklenburg County updates with health officials and uh, community leaders. Uh, Joe, uh, you are with me right now here on WBT. Uh, what can you tell me this morning? Well, the first thing I can tell you is I'm out and about, too. We're trying to do some Saturday things, and I'm sitting in a a small shopping area on South Boulevard. Well, that's the fourth. I've seen four different people walk out of a party store with balloons. That means that somebody is continuing their life. Somebody's having some birthday parties today, and there's, so there's some kind of gatherings going on. Well, and, and they may be having gatherings behind closed doors that are uh, smaller than uh, 100 right. people, right? I mean, uh, people have hunkered down. Some people are already on, on self-quarantine. Some people have been told that they uh, are going to be working from home for the foreseeable future, uh, at least next week. Uh, that's not to mention uh, the ongoing story with the uh, Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools. And by the way, uh, Rhonda Cheek, who of course is a member of the uh, Charlotte-Mecklenburg School Board, is going to join us uh, coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, of course, the big news last night is that Charlotte Mecklenburg schools voted, the board did, uh, just past uh, uh, 7 o'clock to move up spring break. Uh, spring break will now be March 23rd through the 27th, which is the week after next. Uh, school is going to remain in session through this coming Wednesday. Then March 19th and 20th, which is Thursday and Friday of this coming week, those will be teacher work days. And then the following week will be the moved up spring break. That was a 7-to-1 vote that was passed last night. And so that now uh, gives CMS some time to uh, make some adjustments and some arrangements and, and, and take stock of where they might go after that, uh, what is now going to be called spring break the week after next. So more details on that decision and how it was made coming up with a member of the school board. But uh, Joe Gillespie, yesterday afternoon, uh, more press conferences. The the city held, a, or rather the county held another press conference, uh, Gibby Harris and, and, and company there. And one of the things that has come out of that particular uh, press conference is the uh, the notion or the, the information about test kits, how many we have and how many we will get and how quickly that process apparently is going to be. Yeah, she said they get they have three, and the state said, well, when you use those, we'll give you three more. Uh, and so some would say, well, hell, we're the biggest county with all the people. Why would we just get three? And the, the state would say, which they did, well, there's a lot of counties, and we have to have to pass these out. I think the saving grace on that a bit is it sounds like we're seeing a bit of a break in the testing, not the state testing, but the private testing with LabCorp, Atrium, other folks figuring out other ways to do this testing. There's a lot more testing going on than three people. All right, uh, Joe, hang on where you are. I want to go back to Mark Garrison, if we can do that, Chris. Uh, Mark Garrison standing by on uh, line eight there. Mark is out and about this morning uh, at Concord Mills, where it's uh, virtually a ghost town. Uh, Mark, uh, can you hear me? I can't see him up here. Mark, can you hear me? Okay, he's got me. 
you and I were, were discussing a, a particular tweet that uh, several of us saw that uh, got some has gotten some attention this morning. Yeah, uh, a, a, a man who had coronavirus symptoms had contacted uh, WCNC and sent them a picture. He went to his doctor. Uh, the doctor said, yes, you need a test. And somehow the doctor made arrangements for this guy to drive to uh, a secret site near the airport that the CDC has set up for drive-through testing, I suppose, in uh, emergency-type cases. So this guy drove up. He had a picture of people in hazmat suits. They tested him from his car and then told him to go home, and they would be in touch. So uh, I found that to be very interesting. We're trying to track down this guy now to see what else we can find out about it. But I suppose it's not surprising that uh, a site would be set up like this so that if there's a case that uh, seems urgent that they could get a quick test when the health department only has three tests for the whole county. What, what about that number, uh, Mark? I mean, how, how surprising was that to you to hear that? I was stunned uh, that uh, Mecklenburg County, a million people, only had three tests, and Gibby Harris was asked at the press conference, hey, what do you think about that? And she was, you know, I think she's flummoxed about it as well, but there's absolutely nothing she can do about it. The state gets only so many tests, and they're rationing them out county by county. Brett Jensen, uh, you, you can hear this conversation as well. Are you back on with us? Yes, sir. I am back. Okay, and, and when we left, le- last left you, you were uh, about to finish your thought on uh, the, the situation with Harris Teeter stores in the area. Yeah, Harris Teeter will close starting tomorrow night, all its stores at 9 p.m., and then overnight they will do a deep dive of cleaning and restocking. And Publix has announced they're closing the stores every night at 8 p.m. to do the exact same thing. You know, and it also should be noted, and you guys talking about the test, there's a lot of mass confusion because each test kit, each kit, and the fact that they're saying they only have the capability of doing it to three or four people, I, I, I don't understand that. And, and, you know, the Mecklenburg County Health Department has exa- exactly been forthcoming in a lot of things, and that just seems to be a little odd that the state is handling all that instead of, um, like I said, each test kit holds up to 750 tests. Mark Garrison and Brett Jensen uh, joining us here on News Talk 1110-993-WBT-and-radio.com. It's our continuing coverage of the coronavirus. Uh, and we will uh, talk with you guys uh, a bit later. When we come back, we're going to talk to a member of the CMS school board and get some insight into the decision made last night to uh, keep classes in Charlotte and Mecklenburg in session through this Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday and Friday will be teacher work days. And the following week, which is uh, March 23rd through the 27th, will now be a moved-up spring break. Uh, the vote was 7-1 to one last night. Rhonda Cheek will join me coming up here on News Talk 1110 WBT. WBT, a radio.com station. 1120 on a Saturday morning. I'm Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110-993 WBT. This is special coverage, an update hour, the latest information on COVID-19. Here in Charlotte, in North Carolina, and all across the country and the world. And one of the big headlines out of Charlotte was... On a Friday night, an, an emergency meeting of the Charlotte-Mecklenburg School Board to discuss plans going forward as it relates to uh, school and uh, spring break now figures into this mix. And uh, what exactly is going to happen? I can tell you this. Last night in this emergency meeting, it was voted 7-1, to one, a motion to uh, have school remain in session 
uh, this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday of next week become teacher work days, and then the following week, the 23rd through the 27th, now becomes spring break. That moves up from April 13th through the 17th to now March 23rd through the 27th. I want to bring on someone who was in that meeting last night, longtime member of the Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board, has joined me many times on this radio station talking about a variety of things. Uh, Rhonda Cheek, uh, welcome to WBT. I appreciate you calling. Good morning and happy Pi Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I heard you say last night that uh, you have... Uh, been in discussions on that school board uh, over many things over many years, and this past week or so, trying to figure out uh, exactly how to go forward uh, with a plan in this uh, coronavirus uh, situation has probably been one of the toughest uh, series of conversations you've ever had to have. Uh, that, that's saying a lot, because uh, you and I have talked about a lot of other issues over the years. We have, and I think the fluidity of this, how things change sometimes minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day, the unknown. Um, I'm kind of a control freak, those that know me on a personal level, and knowing that there's so much unknown going on right now from the healthcare perspective, from the economy, and all those other factors, this is a, this is a very trying time to serve the public in this way. Well, uh, I'm on the air yesterday and, you know, the other days this week, and, but especially yesterday as, as people were really starting to wonder what's going to happen with CMS because you're hearing about all these other cancellations and you're hearing the governor talk about uh, what we should do as it relates to uh, gatherings uh, that are over 100. So uh, on one hand, I'm getting listeners uh, texting me yesterday saying, why in the world would uh, they go to school next week? And then I'm getting other people who are saying, well, they need to go to school because what about those children uh, and families that, that depend on uh, on CMS for meals and for nutrition? There are a lot of things that people uh, may not realize are wrapped up in all of this. So I, I'm getting uh, those type of texts from both sides. I can only imagine uh, that is amped up by 50 for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, all things factor in. I think what I said last night is, you know, the nutrition, the the safety, the, you know, having family members or someone to be able to watch kids if we do close. All those things are hugely concerning for me. But health is the biggest thing. And so we're, you know, trying to take guidance from the state health department, the state epidemiologist, the local health department, the governor. And they're all telling us we do not need to close yet. But all of us are on the board are completely understanding the anxiety and and um, concern that all the families have out there about being in session hey roy cooper did us no favors and i'm not going to go too far down that path but you know when you send a completely mixed message out of no gatherings over 100 but it's okay to stay in school you're really putting the people like myself on the board in a really difficult place. Well, and and uh, as it relates to this decision to move up spring break, so uh, that, as far as the calendar is concerned, and, and, and not uh, taking days uh, off the schedule that were slated for instruction, now you move up spring break, uh, so you still have that buffer of sorts uh, after next week. But as I, as I heard you all talking last night, you have the two teacher work days and then the week following, which, uh, which gives you some time here to, uh, to, to plan what comes next. I think people initially hear that and they think, what does that mean? Does that mean after spring break, then uh, you'll make a decision to close the schools further or after spring break, then we'll be back to business as usual? Uh, as I understand it, this is basically uh, a period of time where you all can take stock and see if you have uh, the proper or, or get the proper infrastructure into place in case this has to go longer than, than a week. 
Absolutely. I think that there's a high probability that we will transition to a digital learning and home-based learning environment starting March the 30th. Um, we are basically going to be, you know, putting that message out through our staff this week that when kids go home on Wednesday, we need to have them ready with technology one-to-one with Wi-Fi service. We have a lot of um, We've been given a lot of those Wi-Fi boxes and that kind of stuff. So when kids leave on Wednesday, they should have everything they need. And those, that, those two teacher work days, the teachers can have lesson plans uploaded, packets ready, whatever needs to be done. We hope those teachers take that week of spring break to enjoy themselves. Um, but in all likelihood, we probably won't reconvene in classrooms unless something changes with the this. But you and I both have watched over the last three days, you know, four days ago, whatever, three days ago, they were still playing basketball games in Greensboro to ACC. Yeah. Uh, where we are today. So it's such a fluid situation. But we felt none of the other districts in the in the state have done this. But we said we need to have a plan in place that gives us some time and gives us a definite goal to be ready we've you know we've directed our our leadership to have those kids ready when they leave on wednesday to go to digital and home-based learning because we do think that that is coming so uh what you're really saying uh the bottom line here is yes school is back in session monday through wednesday and yes thursday and friday are teacher work days but this coming week is really a, a preparation week for both students and teachers for what is probably coming on the other side A hundred percent accurate. And the the other thing I really want to get out there, I said it, we all said it from the dais last night. It's in the Board of Education um, message that came out on social media. It is parents' discretion. They have the power and the choice. If you have a sick family member or somebody in high risk in your family or your child has, you know, serious health issues or or just you're just worried and you just don't don't want to send your kid to school that's your choice we are asking our staff and our principals to have maximum and use maximum discretion and flexibility about counting absences you know if you don't want to send your child to school but you want to make sure they have the technology and all that they need contact your teacher contact your school make the right choice for your family this is such a this is a lifetime event for us in this in this time and and we want people parents have the choice so a lot of people are really mad that we're not closed, but we wanted to give people a chance to prepare for it. But if they want to be closed and be done, they can be done. I mean, I'm getting a lot of people angry about that, Bo. But the funny thing is the other people are mad at me about their spring break. They're mad that they might lose deposits on, on trips in April. And I'm just questioning who's getting on an airplane in a pandemic and where are they going? Well, and I had the same conversation uh, with my wife earlier today, uh, almost verbatim of what you said, because, yeah, I've heard some chatter about, OK, now I need to change uh, my, my airline tickets or I had stuff booked for that week of April. And I'm thinking to myself, were you really legitimately going to go and, and, <laughs> and be out vacationing? Uh, so, I mean, if we look at what's going on right now, uh, there's no reason to believe that uh, that the original spring break is not going to be affected by this in some way either a hundred you know that absolutely we've actually had a few people say thank god you did this now i can actually enact my travel insurance because you've actually canceled spring break and now i get my money back because i didn't want to go on my trip anyway so you know what i would say is if we go if we are in a remote or home-based learning environment somebody has a condo at the beach rented that week you know do your home-based learning and remote learning at the beach and just enjoy the view um but, you know, you've got to make decisions. I, I, I think in all likelihood, I'm a parent. I have a senior in high school. This is epic for our kids that are, are in their last couple months of high school. They're not going to have it like they did. Proms are already being, um, you know, postponed and canceled. 
will we even have graduation? Who knows? You know, my son can't go to school and hug his friends um, and, and tell them goodbye or say see you later. You know, there's so many things that are impacted and on so many levels, but really we've got to make decisions about health. The other thing I really want to get out to the public is if we send these kids home, so starting Wednesday when they get home, the last thing we need is for all of them to be hanging out together all day, every day. The social distancing, parents are going to have to get involved and engaged in that and make sure it happens. Well, and let me ask you a question. it's going to spread even faster. What, so, okay, so these next three days that students will be in school should their, their parents decide to send them, uh, are there going to be uh, certain things done in CMS to try to, to, to work towards that social distancing idea? Because I think a lot of people listening think, okay, uh, I understand your reasoning and, and, and how you made this plan, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, these kids are still going to be in close quarters together. And, and that is a concern for me. I've, I've, you know, we've talked about ideas as in elementary school and middle school, and you know, have the kids eat their lunch in their classrooms, try to keep the classes, the, the tables, keep their chairs a little further apart if possible, talk to them about not touching each other, not, you know, no hugs, none of that. I mean, it's still hard. You know, you walk into a a room and people want to reach out and hug you and I have to put my hands across my chest when the big X and go no hugs you know um, it, it, it's tough so and that is a very conflicting thing at the same time a lot of the people that are posting a lot of, of snarky comments on social media were out to dinner last night having cocktails at a bar well, can I just say, this is not the time for snark. I mean, I don't care what side or what side of the argument you're on. Uh, this is everybody trying to do the best thing uh, for the kids, and I think we all know that. And uh, one last thing before I let Thank you go. You for saying that. Thank and, you. and they're waiting for us in the news here, but I want to ask this question. What about, uh, you talk about preparations in place for uh, home learning and, and, and getting the teachers ready for for uh, remote digital learning, what about the, the, the meals? and the, Is there any kind of idea uh, set up uh, for some sort of infrastructure if we are away for a long period of time, maybe uh, areas where these families that need this food will be able to, uh, to get that? Plan is in place already. We have 72 hours rollout time to implement our summer feeding program, which was already in place during the summers to take care of our most fragile students and families. So the summer feeding program will be rolled out within 72, less than 72 hours notice. They're already on alert and ready to roll it out. Okay. We have got that plan in place, and we will take care of our kids. We love our kids, and we will take, and we love our staff, and we're going to take care of everybody to the best of our ability. And and you know, I just hope the best for all of us. Our community needs to stick together. Our nation needs to stick together through one of the most challenging times we've faced in recent years. Rhonda Cheek, Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board, uh, I appreciate it very much that you called in and, uh, you know, un unprecedented times. I mean, you're, you're having an emergency uh, board meeting on a Friday night. Uh, when has that ever happened before? So listen, uh, we'll stay in touch and uh, maybe get some updates as we get into the beginning of this coming week. I'm happy to join you anytime. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Uh, 1132, a little bit late to the news, but uh, everything's kind of fluid here as we continue to bring you the latest on the uh, COVID-19 crisis. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.